This is Money Guide with Mary Stirk from Stirk Financial Services. Now, here's Mary Stirk. Welcome to Money Guide with Mary Stirk, and today's topic is 10 Tips to Retire Early. What an awesome topic to be talking about. Now, today I have with me Julie Chadwick, financial planner at Stirk Financial. Hi, Julie. Hi, Mary. Thanks for having me. You are very welcome to be here. So, retiring early sounds like a fantastic dream or plan or goal for people. And there's definitely some things that you can set yourself up for in order to be able to do that. And we're going to talk about 10 things to think about when you're focusing on retiring early. This is like the golden nugget. Everyone's going to want to hear this one. Right, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if I was going to retire early, I think I'd be, you know, planning along the lines of what beach do I want to hang out on and where do I want to travel and what do I want to do and... How much laying out on the beach can you handle, right? You know, I think there's probably a finite amount of that. (laughs) Like, I I do feel like the most important thing for me is keeping my mind engaged. And so that's something that definitely plays into my own feelings about an early retirement is what am I going to do to keep my my mind active? Right. That's the key. (laughs) All right. So let's jump into some of these tips and just hit a good one right off the bat. The very first tip that we have when you're, if you're thinking about retiring early and making that dream a reality is to acquire some income producing assets. So income producing assets are something that literally is going to create some kind of stream of income for you. They can be all kinds of different things. You could have rental properties. You could have CDs. You could have investments that kick off different kinds of income. But When you trade your paycheck from your job for a paycheck from some kind of income-producing asset, if it's a solid asset, that's a little bit more of a comfortable thing to do. Just a way to give you a more steady income flow. Absolutely. And that's the name of the game, right? When you retire is how do you turn the wealth that you have built into income? And you have to start focusing on using income-producing assets. It sounds pretty basic, but it's not something that most people think about. They just think about building the money they have or having their portfolio grow. They don't necessarily think about, oh, how am I going to use this now? And then it's just time to spend it. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Now, that's one of the hardest transitions when it comes to retirement. It's this major paradigm shift, right? Because your whole life, you've been doing saving, 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 saving. And you've been telling yourself you can't touch that money. And all of a sudden, you can touch that money. And for most people, you feel like you're doing something wrong. You're making a mistake. (laughs) You've been taught not to touch that money all your life while you're working. And now it's go out and spend it. Yes, exactly. So it's a big shift. And it takes usually people anywhere from six months to even a couple of years to get comfortable with the fact that they aren't supposed to still be saving money when they actually do retire. Right. (laughs) Another aspect of income producing assets is like looking at modest vacations, um, purchasing automobiles that last for seven years. So those Mm -hmm. are things you wouldn't necessarily think about that are income producing. But if you've got a vehicle that's going to last you a long time, that's less money that you have to take out of your pocket. Yeah. So it's looking at income production in a different way. It's rather than it's more like not having to spend as much if something can last longer. Right. It's bringing good quality products. Yep, very much so. All right, let's talk a little bit about another one. And the next one is 
paying yourself first. All right. So if you are still working and your paycheck hits your bank account, then paying yourself first means that you're taking a piece of that and you're putting it somewhere that is going to be allocated towards this great goal of retiring early. So if you can set something up where you're automatically transferring that, you know, out of sight, out of mind. <laughs> right. It's a discipline. <laughs> yes. So a lot of people are set up to where maybe they're putting some money into their 401k and that is great. That's fantastic. We hope everybody's doing that. And that's going to get you so far. You know, unless you're max funding your 401k from the very first day of the very first job you have, your 401k alone might not be enough to get you all the way through retirement. So once you actually get the rest of your paycheck, if you have a goal to retire early, you probably are going to have to do what's called after-tax savings. Now, the other thing about the whole idea of retiring early is a lot of the 401k plans and IRAs and things like that, which are the more traditional investment vehicles, have penalties or charges by the IRS if you're going to take them out before you're 59 and a half. Right. So you definitely want to have a blend of your savings. So that's where the after-tax savings comes in. So you want to have investment vehicles that you can have access to if you need them and not going to get penalized for them. And that's our third tip for retiring early is to really be focusing on the taxes of things. So think about this. If you are wanting to retire, let's say, when you're 50, but you can't even access your 401k or your IRAs till you're 59 and a half, what are you going to do in that gap? What are you going to take money from to create income in the years before you can take these other accounts without a penalty? So having a good blend of after-tax investments, tax-free investments, which quite frankly is my favorite kind of money, <laughs> but most tax-free investments you still are not supposed to dip into until you're 59 and a half, and then taxable investments. The blend of those three things really is going to be strategically how to set things up if you actually want to retire early. Right, and the last thing you want to do when you retire early or when you retire at all is to pay more in taxes. So that's a key that you have to keep track of. Exactly. So think about it this way, too, when it comes to the tax side of things. Let's just say that you know that you want to be able to spend $100,000, and, and that's what you need for a gross amount, including what you have to pay to the government for taxes. So if you're going to have a gross amount of 100000 and your tax bracket, let's say everything all in is 20%, that means you have $80,000 that you're going to actually spend. But if some of that money of your 80000 is tax-free, then you don't need to have to pull the full 100 to net out your eighty. If it was all tax-free, you'd only have to pull 80, right? right? And then your uh, your investment pool can stay invested and, and hopefully grow and last longer. So having a blend of tax-free, taxable, and um, maybe some even tax-favored assets is going to keep the total down that you have to pull and then let your retirement pool grow and last longer for you. Right. The longer you can let that grow in investments is the longer it's going to last for you. Yes. Now, another tip, um, and, and this one kind of makes me laugh a little bit because we <laughs> gathered these tips from different people. This tip from, from one person was, don't do it. <laughs> Flat out. That was the answer. <laughs> so don't retire early. And here's, I thought this was kind of interesting because what they said is the definition of a retirement is the disposition 
of an asset over its useful life. And so their perspective is, if you retire, you're basically saying that you think you no longer have usefulness (laughs) in your life. (laughs) I don't think that's people's goal when they're going for early retirement. No, and I don't think that's necessarily true either. Um, But from the standpoint of, you know, usefulness, we've all heard those stories of people who've worked all their life and then they retired and, you know, two weeks later, two months later, they die. Right. Right. Because there's such a shift in, in our brains and even in our health and our body chemistry of when we feel useful and we have a purpose, it frequently will keep us going. Right. And so... If you're going to do it, I think the way to kind of twist on this t- this tip that we have of don't do it, if you're going to do it, make sure you figure out how to keep yourself useful. Make sure that you actually have a purpose and you're not just floating through day to day. A lot of times when I'm talking to clients about retirement, I don't ask them what they're retiring from, but I ask them what they're going to retire to, meaning what are you going to do in retirement because that's the key. I think it absolutely is. There's no doubt about it. And, you know, when you think about that, it goes back to the whole concept of being emotionally ready for retirement is a huge piece of your planning. And it's the least talked about thing when it comes to retirement planning. Anybody can talk about graphs and charts and numbers, but how you're going to spend your day-to-day life if you retire early is pretty important thing to be thinking about. Yeah, so if you have all the money in the world, yet you don't know what you're going to do or you don't feel comfortable in what you're going to do in retirement, it's not going to make a difference. Exactly. All right, so the last tip that we're going to talk about before we take a break is this. Start investing early and heavily. (laughs) So especially for anybody out there listening who's younger and is really gearing towards an early retirement, you're going to have to save some money. (laughs) Many, many years ago, Social Security was there, designed and kind of set up to help people. But the concept kind of changed, or the concept in people's mind changed when they were thinking, I have Social Security Mm -hmm. to make sure that I can retire. Well, that's not a guarantee. Right. And Social Security doesn't help anybody who's wanting to retire early because you can't even tap into that until age 62. And the formula for it is that and this is kind of a funny formula, it's indexed and averaged for (laughs) blah, 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 which is basically like saying there's a really complicated formula that's pretty difficult to figure out. Right. (laughs) But your Social Security number is based off of your earnings history. And how many years have you worked? Yes, and if your earnings history stops because you've retired early, your Social Security is going to be a lower number. So it's kind of like a negative self-completing circle with that, that one decision is going to impact this other decision. So... Early retirees, Social Security is likely to be a very, very minimal part of your entire retirement puzzle. Right. That's why the saving early and saving heavy is even more important. Absolutely. Welcome back to Money Guide with Mary Stirk. And today we're talking about 10 tips to retire early. So we've talked about acquiring income-producing assets, paying yourself first, about being tax-focused, starting investing early and heavily, and finally the kind of funny tip for people of just don't do it. (laughs) And now we're going to go ahead and dive into a few more tips to help you if your goal is to actually retire early. So number one that we want to say with this is plan, plan, and plan some more. (laughs) 
planning can never stop. It really can. And the truth of it is, is that retirement planning is something that has to be flexible. And everything in a retirement plan is built off of a set of assumptions. So you're assuming that you're going to spend a certain amount of money. You're assuming that you're going to live to a certain age. Julie, what age would you say that most people plan to live until? 80 or 90, somewhere in there is what most people are thinking Yep. these days, when actually um, we're looking at 95 plus. Yes. So in all of the retirement plans that we do, we generally look at age 95 as the, the age that we're going to kill you inside of our planning. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes people are really surprised by that. They think, I'm never going to live that long, or I don't want to live that long. Yeah, but we, the reality is, is they're going to. Yep. And we have people that come in and say, well, listen, they're, they're, my family has a history of cancer. Everybody in my family dies of cancer. Nobody's ever lived past 75, so plan for 75. And we're like, nope. Maybe we'll say 80 or 85, but medical advances keep people living longer. And so by the time right. somebody today that's planning for retirement is going to get there, the truth is they're likely to live longer because of medical advances. Right. And we'd rather build a plan that's going to have you living longer than building a plan that's going to kill you off at 75 and then you live longer and then what? Right. And then you've run out of money. <laughs> then you really run That is not what the goal is, that's right? That's not what we want to do. So all these assumptions that go into something, it has to be flexible and it has to be something that you continue to check in with your plan to see how you're doing against the plan. Because if all of a sudden something happens that was never anticipated or never expected, then you have to adjust your plan to account for it. And let's face it, life changes. You have to plan for the unexpected. Absolutely. One of the biggest changes that happens for people, um, and this is becoming more and more of a trend, is people who are retiring, all of a sudden something happens and now they have a grandchild to raise. And it's becoming more and more prevalent in today's society that grandparents are raising grandchildren. And so think about that. I mean, your own kids were pretty darn expensive. And now it's even more expensive. <laughs> and so if you all of a sudden have to add caring for a child or raising a grandchild into your financial picture, that's going to change everything. So planning and then staying in touch with your plan absolutely is something that needs to happen, especially for people looking to retire early. Okay. So the next one is make sure you're saving today and you're definitely going to thank yourself tomorrow. <laughs> so think about the amount that you save in terms of a percentage of how much you're currently earning, right? So if you want to replace, let's say, 70% of your pre-retirement income, then and you're going to want to have this last for, let's say, 50 years, if you actually retire early, it's totally legit that that might need to last you for 50 years. That's a very large amount of money to have squirreled away by a young age. Right, because you're actually looking at saving enough money to utilize for longer than you've been working. Right. Now, with that, you definitely have to be paying attention to the idea that if you retire early, not all of your money is going to be spent right away, right? So you're going to want to set things up to make sure that the money that you're utilizing for income is more protected, but the money that you're not going to touch for more of a long term, maybe 10, 15, 20 years out before you're going to need it, still has a chance to grow. 
And so one of the things that we see happen is that people get way too conservative with all of their money if they're thinking about early retirement. And the truth is only some of their money needs to get more conservative and some of it probably needs to have more of a long-term growth focus. Right. You have to think about the money and the terms when you're going to use it and what years. Yep. Okay, so next tip is to rethink your retirement plan. <laughs> and so here's, this is kind of going back to the whole idea, a little bit of don't do it, but it's more just saying if you're going to do it, rethink what you're going to be spending time on. So like we talked about earlier, you know, how long do you really want to lay on the beach before you get bored? <laughs> <laughs> Which we think that you might not get bored, but statistically, you probably would. Right, exactly. And, you know, once your honeydew list is done, <laughs> and once your spouse is happy, you might not quite know what to do with yourself. <laughs> you can only binge watch Netflix for so long. <laughs> exactly. I can do that for a while, though. <laughs> but it goes back to the fact that you need to be productive in retirement. So a lot of times it's figuring out hobbies and different things that you're going to do in retirement mm -hmm. to make sure that, you know, it's purposeful and meaningful. Yeah, and so that's the thing is when you're rethinking it, you really want to be looking for some type of rewarding role mentally or spiritually in order to help yourself feel like you're still a contributing member of society, but also, like I said at the very beginning of the show, to keep your mind engaged, to feel like you're still in the game in some way. So how do you rethink your plan to keep yourself in the game at some level? That's the tip. The next tip kind of goes along with that, and that's really to shift your perspective. So rather than thinking about that you're retiring, be thinking about the idea of work is optional and you've reached financial independence. So think about just the context of those words. Like work is optional feels really, really different than early retirement. <laughs> right. Because you have options, you definitely. Yes. And so if work is optional for you, now you're only working because you want to, not because you have to. And if you work because you want to, it completely changes the entire perspective that somebody has. And it's either because you're loving it or because you're making an impact, or maybe it's because you just haven't ever figured out what else you'd rather do. Right. But if you know that it's optional, that's the whole key. That means that you've done your planning and you've made sure that you're doing the research and the work and setting it everything up so you can do what you want. Right. Okay. Now the last tip is probably one of the most good old-fashioned tips that anybody's ever heard, and that's work hard and be disciplined. <laughs> <laughs> Who does that, right? I feel like that's my Midwest Catholic roots talking. <laughs> I tell my kids that every day. Work hard, be disciplined, <laughs> get up, get a job. You know, it's kind of funny because my oldest son is um, in the music industry. And he is out in Hollywood, California, and he's chasing this music dream. He writes the music that goes behind rap songs. Now, that's not my favorite genre of music. <laughs> <laughs> so I try just to listen to the instrumental part and not the whole lyrics of it all. But anyway, um, you know, I keep harping at him. You have to work hard. You got to put in your time. You got to start at the ground and, you know, level. And you got to climb the ladder, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, Mom, this is not the way it works in the music industry. The truth of the music industry is 
all you got to do is be in the right place at the right time with the right song. <laughs> and then you can make it big and make millions and millions of dollars. So, it, you know what? I think he's right. I do think hard work has to go into it ahead of time, though, to be able to write a song or to be talented musically. I think there's work that goes into that for sure. But, you know, my whole background and growing up was work hard, be disciplined. You're going to put time in at a job. You're going to climb the corporate ladder. You're going to build something and you're going to stay in a job for a long time. And I do truly think that that frequently is going to be able to contribute to an early retirement. Right. And a lot of times you always hear the get quick rich schemes or, you know, hey, put in some money now mm-hmm. and, you know, you can get out quick. And those really don't work out very often. I would agree with that. But if you're going to work hard, I think that there's a lot more people that make a lot more money if they have an entrepreneurial side to them. If they're a business owner and if they're working to build something where they have equity in a company, it can create a much higher level of wealth for people. So working hard in any job, any industry, and being disciplined about your savings and spending definitely is a tip. And it's something that... um, regardless of what age you are, has to be something that you're focused on. Right. That's why we always say start early with the kids in that discipline. (laughs) Yes. And hopefully you do just make it big (laughs) because you're in the right place at the right time. A little bit of luck never hurt anybody. Right. (laughs) So, all right. Well, we hope that these tips about retiring early have been helpful for you. And if you are going to be pursuing a early retirement, I think one of the best things that you probably could do is read my book. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to help you. It's called Ready to Pull the Retirement Trigger. And we would love to send you a free copy of the ebook. So if you'd like one, just reach out to us at starkfinancialservices.com and it'll help you on your journey to retiring early. Views expressed are not necessarily the opinion of your audio provider and should not be construed directly or indirectly as an offer to buy or sell any securities or services mentioned herein. Investing is subject to risks, including loss of principal invested. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. No strategy can assure a profit nor protect against loss. Please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should only be relied upon when coordinated with individual professional advice. Securities and investment advisory services are offered through Woodbury Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Insurance offered through Sturk Financial Services, which is not affiliated with Woodbury Financial. Sturk Financial Services is located at 350 Oak Tree Lane, Suite 150, Dakota Dunes, South Dakota 57049, and can be reached at 605-217-3555.